Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know, a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about well, totes? Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable, this weekly live call-in show about atheism and agnosticism and belief and non-belief and a whole bunch of other things that just flow into your host's stream of consciousness. Sunday evenings, 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time here on Blog Talk Radio on this show. It's called the Atheist Roundtable. I'm the host. My name is Andrew Garber, and I want to thank everyone for going to the Facebook fan page and giving me so many likes, for going and sending me all those friend requests on Facebook, and it would be awesome if I could get maybe a five-star review on iTunes. If someone would do that, I would just feel all warm and squishy inside. It makes me feel so good. Yes. So if you have five-star reviews, iTunes, those are things. You can find this show on iTunes, and you can also find it on Blog Talk Radio. That's where I host this show. Again, Sundays, 11 p.m. Eastern, you can listen live. And when you listen live, you can call in to a live call-in show at 347 Three eight eight three four two. That's the number to call when the show is live. To be on the show when it is live. If you want to call when the show is not live, and you'd like to leave me a voicemail, you can do so by calling the Atheist Roundtable voicemail line at seven six five two eight zero three zero six six. So eleven o'clock p.m. on Sunday is not your time. Then call that number. Leave me a voicemail, and uh, who knows? I might even play it on the air. Unless you don't want me to, then I definitely won't. I want to take some time tonight to talk about what it is I think would happen if religion went away. All of the time, it seems these days, I get new news reports that religion is on the decline, that the nuns are the fastest-growing population in the nation, that religion is slowly fading away. And while I am on record as saying that I think that religion is a net bad. That is, that if you put all the good things that religion does in one pile, and you put all the bad things that religion does in another pile, you put them on a scale, the bad side far, far outweighs the good. Okay, I have gone on record as saying as I am anti-theism. I'm not anti-theist. Okay? Theists are good people. Theism is bad. And, I, and I've, I've gone on record saying these things and so it makes sense then, doesn't it, that if that I might think that if religion went away entirely, that this would be a good thing, that that would make the world a better place. And my answer may surprise you just a little bit. All right? I don't want to spoil it, but you can kind of tell that I think that if religion went completely away, the world be, would immediately become better. I'm going to explain that a little bit. I just want to spend some time here about this constant waning we hear about religion going through in the media. 
okay? I just want to take some time and just talk about all of the time that we hear about religions going away, that secularism is on the rise, and while I am filled, no, I'm not filled, while I feel a bit of reluctant optimism at at these reports, I have to remember that when people say, when, when Pew Research says that the fastest growing group is the nuns, they mean is the fastest growing group of people are spiritual and not religious. The fastest growing group of people are the people that we used to call uh, religious moderates, right? They're the people, and, and, and it looks like they are secular because the religious people who call themselves religious, right, those people have gone just off the deep end with with faith and, and, and with irrationality. I mean, these are people who just read an Onion article and think that it's true, right? Used to be the everyday normal believer is now being classified as a nun, okay? In other words, what I think is really happening is that the definitions are shifting, not the people. Does this make sense? Am I am I striking a chord with anyone here? When I see that the fastest growing group of people are actually spiritual and not religious, I used I I am so used to calling spiritual but not religious. I'm used to calling those people religious moderates, right? Not none. When I think of a nun, when I think of an N O N E nun, I think of someone who doesn't care, right? I think of a of a person who is uh, simply simply has it doesn't give the question of whether or not there is a god a thought it's not something that is that matters in their lives it's not something that they spend a lot of time thinking about my wife for example couldn't care less about the debate in religious circles to her it's all just a bunch of yip yap nonsense which is fine and she is a what I would consider to be a moderate atheist, right? And she also doesn't believe that talking about it makes any difference. That's cool. Um, religious moderates, by contrast, then, are people who believe, don't think it makes a big difference in their lives, right? And those people are the nuns. Those are the people that fill up this nun ranking. And I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm weird. But I always still think of those people as religious moderates. So I don't know that religion is actually on the decline. It would be great if it actually was, but I don't know if that's actually the case or not. If it were, if it actually were the case that religion was on the decline, and if it actually were ever the case that religion were to disappear entirely, would it be a good thing? Well, 
I don't think it would be a good thing in the way that most people think that I would think that it would be. Okay. I think that what would really go away is the excuse people give for doing bad things. Religion makes people do bad things. No, no. Religion, something easy, homophobia, right? Let's take homophobia, for example. I don't think that if religion went away, there would be one less homophobe ever. But what I do think would happen is that the excuse people give for being a homophobe would go, and they'd have to find a new excuse. And we see that sometimes, right? We see that sometimes in the religious community when when, when the atheists, when the LGBT rights movement, when someone says to them that they can't pass laws based on religion and they really, really, really want to make a law based on religion, but they don't want to give it the appearance of it, it being based on then they turn to things like there's semen in the latte, like there's no life that can come from a rectum, they come natural. They go to all of these weird and bizarre places. And even religious people, all, dang near all religious people, will listen to these arguments and go, wow, that is insane. Right? They will listen to Pastor Manning talk about whether or not life can come from a rectum, and they will automatically recognize this as craziness. That's because the excuse of Jesus isn't there. Pastor Manning, to his credit, is trying to make homosexual homosexuality a bad thing with sex and how well he does. Right? Look how well he does. Look how look how sane he sounds when he says there's semen in lattes that there's no life in come. That's what it sounds like when you try to strip religion out of homophobic arguments. That is what it sounds like. If there's a thing that pisses me off about religion. If there's a place where I think that the harm truly comes, if the thing that throws that scale down on the bad side, it's faith healing. Faith healing, plural, it is vile. It is taking advantage of people at their most vulnerable and selling them for money snake oil and take away the religious component take 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 that faith component away you're left with things like and, and what you'll get are things like homeopathy and vitamins and a whole bunch of other woo crap that's out there and what you won't have are people who abuse their children or deny their children health care because they're going to anoint with them with oil or pray over them. I don't think 
and, and my point here is, is that I don't think the harm goes away. I think it changes, right? There is no question, right, that Pastor Manning is a homophobe, okay? There's no question that this guy spews. There is no question that what he is spewing is hate speech. And he does it mostly, not all of it, but mostly he does it without invoking the Bible, without invoking religion. He tries to. I'm not saying that if you take religion away, you remove the homophobia. What I'm saying is that if you remove religion, you remove its cover, you remove its mask. How often do we hear about people doing horrible shit, right? Just horrible shit in the name of a religion or in the name of a religious belief, a sincerely held religious belief. How often do we hear that happening? And society tends to give that a pass. Your sincerely held religious belief allows you an exception to our general law, to our general rule. Did you hear that in Kentucky, Ken Ham has actually won one is uh, appeal to get taxpayer funding even though he is practicing discriminatory hiring practices. Under what other circumstance would we ever permit that to happen? When you're not conforming to the law and, that, and, and yet you still get to reap the benefits of abiding by the law. Under what other set of circumstances would that ever even be considered? It's only under the pretense of this religion. If you strip away the religion, then you see the deplorable, vile thing that is underneath it for all of its deplorableness and vileness. And you see it more clearly. I'm not saying that it goes away. I'm just saying that one of the excuses people give for it does go away. And then you can see it maybe a little bit clearer. Okay? I know a lot of people, a lot of people who think that homeopathy works, that chiropractic works for diabetes. <laughs> I know a lot of people who think that foot massages cures whatever. Okay? I know them. They've They've bought into this woo. No, 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 no. Take that back. Their doctors have bought. Doctors have recognized that allowing their patients to think that they've bought into this woo gives them credibility in their patients' eyes. All right? Okay? As a medical practitioning Practitioner. I'm not a medical practitioner, okay? But I, I, I've seen instances where a person will choose a doctor or a medical practitioner over another one because one of them will say woo stuff that they want, that the patient wants to hear, and the other one will not. 
The other one will only say things that are science-based, that are evidence-based. I have, I know people who go to the woo spewing doctor, and they may get the exact same treatment, okay? All right. Both of these people probably leave their doctor's office with really comparable treatment, all right? Except one person is also being fed wooiness, right, feel-good stuff, and another person is being given actual facts about actual medicines, all right? Do you see my difference? Okay? The people love this shit. That away, if we take away from medicine, there's a lot to be said for a bedside manner, but I think that I just think that lying to people in the end isn't actually helping them. I just think that telling people what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear in the end is never actually helpful. And I don't think that religion helps um, because it is a lie, because it is not true. The last place that religion seems to go, its final retreat to, to, to say that it does something good, is in bereavement, is in grief, is in when, when someone passes away and, 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 and someone's dealing with grief. We seem to think that lying to that person and telling them that they're now in heaven, that they're now in a better place, that they're no longer, you know, that, that Jesus wanted an angel or some weird stuff like that. That this is comforting. That this is a comfort to the grieving person. And maybe, maybe for a minute, right, it helps. But in the end, is lying to that person ever really helping? I just think that even though it, it it may make them feel better for as long as is necessary for the person saying it to make a hasty retreat somewhere else, but I don't think that in the long run, lying to a person who has lost someone special in their life is helpful. I don't think that that's a way to help people grieve. Of all the times to tell someone a lie, is that the time, really? It's not for the grieving person, is it? It's for the person trying to offer help. It's okay not to know what to do. It's okay just to be there, isn't it? Isn't it? Seems to me like the one like it ought to be. It'd strip away. Removing religion would strip away the platitudes that are all they are from religion. Um, it would strip away those, and it would leave us with the naked grief that we all feel. Maybe not from whatever loss, but certainly from the that we all feel when someone we are close to is hurting we can't do anything about it. That sense of, I wish I could make you feel better, and I don't know how to do that. That sense of, 
uh, not knowing is, is powerful. And isn't it masked just a little bit when we allow platitudes, religious talk to mask that raw emotion? I think it is. I think it's bad. I don't think that if religion went away, we'd see a better world overnight. All I think that would really go away is just one excuse people give to try to make things better, that make it seem like things are, and they are not going better. It would take away an excuse people have for denying health care. It would take away an excuse people have for holding bigoted ideas. Would anybody hold any fewer bigoted ideas? Would people stop doing wooey medicine? No. But we take away one of their excuses, and maybe that's enough. And maybe that's enough to, to want to remove religion. I really don't think it is. But I think that understanding where this is going is important, especially decline in the so-called decline in religiosity and the so-called abundance of nuns in the country. Um, I wish it were so. I wish it were so. But the skeptic in me finds that what we're actually seeing is a rise in religious moderates. And we're now calling religious moderates nuns. Which, what in the world are we calling religious folk these days? I'm going to cut it off here. I'm going to cut it off a little early. I wanted to leave a couple of minutes for calls. Didn't get any calls. I'm okay with that. You know why I'm okay with that? Because this is my show, and sometimes I've just got to ramble on for about a half hour. That's why I started this show. I, I, I really, really, truly have enjoyed all of the interviews that I have had on this show recently. I am so thankful to all of the people who have agreed to come on my podcast and share a half hour with me on the air. It's just been phenomenal. But there's one thing I'll say about other podcasts is that if a show becomes an interview show, I long for the time when I just hear the host. Because some t- because like me, I think that if you have a podcast, you must be in love with your own voice. I know I am. That's why I have a podcast. So, We'll, we'll have interviews, but we'll always, always be able to come back to me just rambling on into your ear because that's what I like to do. So, I'm cutting it off. I'm stopping. I said that 12 minutes ago. Don't matter. Until next time, take care of yourselves. God isn't here. We are. Good night. Oh, wait. Now, outro. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at Slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at Slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God isn't here. We are. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, so you got to hit the outro before you hit the end episode, but that's important.